Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Only Bruins. I am your host, Downtown Boosie. This episode is brought to you by the one and only Black and Gold Productions, LLC. What up? What up? And uh, we got a fun one here today. Obviously, we're a week away from the trade deadline as you guys are listening. Bright and early Friday morning, hopefully after Bruins dub against the Kraken. But uh, it's a fun one. Trade heavy talk. Obviously, Bobby's Corner is going to be brought to you again. The dude crushes it like he always does. Three for three. The dude's batting a a thousand percent. You love to see that. But my boy, Brett, welcome back, buddy. My co-host, the insider himself. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, dude? Today's been a fucking hectic one. Um, We're going to get into the trade talk. Me and Elliot Friedman am going bat for bat out here <laughs> with the the Chitrin uh, Gavrikov stuff. We don't know what's going on. It's all mayhem. It's going to be packed full of trade stuff. So, like you said, Bobby's corner coming up. It's a beauty. It's a beauty. This one loved it, and uh, we we got our uh, we got our boy Ace with us. You want to introduce him? Yeah, Ace. If you don't follow him, uh, Jesus, I just had his fucking Twitter handle here, but. <laughs> Ace and six oh three. Ace and six. I knew it had an ace and six oh three, but I wasn't sure what was in between. Ace, what's up, buddy? Thank you for joining us, man. What's going on? Hey guys, yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me today, and happy to talk some some bees hockey. For people who don't really know you or don't follow you, you can follow him obviously at Ace and six oh three. Huge Bruins fan. Huge Bruins fan. Um, if you if you check out his uh, if you check out his page, obviously it's mostly like Bruins talk, obviously. But the Bobby Orr's uh, autographs that he has, you can see his man cave that he has, basically that you guys obviously can't see behind him as we're recording. But sick, dude's a huge Bruins absolutely fan. sick. Even flew down to Tampa to check out the fellas down there with as a long, also with like a lot of other Bruins fans. Not that he went with them, but a lot of other Bruins fans flew down to Tampa. Uh, part of the garden society dudes uh dudes living his best life so make sure you give him a follow um yeah you'll hear me complain about the bees more than i enjoy them i don't know why i do that i find myself more vocal when i'm pissed <laughs> off but uh but yeah i'd love to have anybody else that wants to talk hockey i'll gladly follow back um been a bees fan since like 2004 2003 so i grew up playing net eventually i got too fat and out of shape to keep playing so now i just watch the bees man (laughs) no no more beer league for you or anything nah dude when your hips and your knees hurt every single time you play yeah i I started playing that when i was like 12 yeah uh yeah it just it caught up to me after a toll on the body jesus people don't respect that about goalies enough man the the hips and knees go really cool. Like some of these guys out here, the the big guys in the NHL, the way that they can do it for so long, it's crazy. And, and you, you probably too, know firsthand, Ace. Another oh, yeah. thing too is like even in beer league itself, when goalies are done playing competitive hockey, and they just decide to skate out for the rest of their beer league career, like skaters get so frustrated. It's like, oh, why can't you hop in that one more time? Or yada yada yada. And mm. they don't understand like the toll that it takes on their body. Once you know, why would you want to just just for fun 
<laughs> playing beer league, take shots from guys who don't know where the slap shot's going. And 90% of the time, it's probably going, you know, head high anyways. Yeah, I don't, I don't miss, like, the giant bruises that I would get on my legs. Like, <laughs> literally, I my entire thigh would be, like, purple from some of those pucks that got through the pads. And I definitely don't miss that crap anymore. And, and it's funny you mentioned that, too, because a lot of the guys that played net competitively that ended up in – you know, the beer league world, once, you know, real life came calling for them, a lot of them don't want to play net anymore. Like they are just tired of playing goalie. Like yeah. that is not entertaining for them. So they end up all just skating out anyway. So, yeah, exactly. I, I got a few buddies, uh, even one guy on my beer league team, he, he plays defense now, but he's like, I mean, he will, if we need a goalie bad, he'll, he'll plug right in. No problem. But you know, I think every time he's like had to plug in and be goalie, like he always ends up hurting himself because his gear is a little bit outdated and all that. So they definitely take a beat and don't get enough love in the world. Yeah, you know, I mean, you probably I mean, you, were you a Tuka defender? I don't remember. I had my days. I, you know, I, I was kind of <laughs> like fairly middling on Tuka. Like I, I could recognize the fact that he was immensely talented and probably one of the best goalie, the best goalie the Bruins have ever had. But I mean, every once in a while, I mean, you look at game seven and 19, like one squeaks by and then the floodgates open and it, it was, it was definitely frustrating at times, but you know, now that his career is over as a Bruin, as a NHL player in general, um, love that guy and love the two chance at the garden. And yeah. I'll definitely miss that a lot. I just wish, wish we were able to bring one across the line for him as a starter. I hear, I hear you, man. Like, Tuka was a wild card, and I think that's what frustrated most fans too, and especially even after bad games. And you didn't really get much emotion out of him. He always seemed like ah, nonchalant, whatever. But you could see the yeah. fire. You could see the fire that he has on the ice. You know, snapping sticks in half in uh, Providence before getting called up, and even having his freakouts during the game and what the milk crate but, incident. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but and um. But then it would be like, you know, even like I don't even remember his post game interview game seven, but I'm pretty sure he was probably just nonchalant. Like, yeah, it, it sucks. Didn't have my best game, but it is what it is. And it probably pissed right. off a lot of fans, what whatnot. But it's just the kind of guy he was. He was a he was a weird character, but definitely one of the best Bruins goalies to ever uh, wear does, the does sweater. He, does he kind of not low key look like a serial killer? Like, I love Tuca. But does he not have that like deranged look in his eye, like with the hair going up a little bit? Like, bro, this guy's seen some shit. He kind of reminds me of a Whoville character. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, Especially but... when he's holding the skate blade when it fell off. Mm. Like that. He's like, ah, <laughs> like, like angry goblin. Chucked it at the ref. Gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right. Was, I was definitely more of a Timmy Thomas guy. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I loved his battle fly flopping. Of course, he's, he won a cup. So, road hockey yeah. goalie. He was fucking great. I mean, he was he was a weird one too in his own way as well. But oh, then yeah. obviously you're you're finding out all the mental shit that he's been dealing I'm with. I'm surprised they on. got him to say what's up in Krejci's 1000th video. To be honest. Oh shit, that's right. I totally I, I was I like that. I saw him and I was like, what the? Okay, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was one of the recent videos. Might might have been Bergeron's, yeah. but I think it was Krejci's. No, Didn't he just come yeah. out and say like like you were alluding to there that he was dealing with a lot of mental health issues and you know yeah. he finally got the help that he needed he had like yeah. some severe concussion problems I think, and I think it was early it was I thought it was last year maybe I thought it was he did, last he did an interview 
He did an interview. Did it? Didn't he, it coincide with the the USA Hockey Hall of Fame or something yes, like that? Yes, oh, yeah. Did. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah, and he talked about how like the league helped him like seek mm-hmm. mental health and stuff, like all the good stuff you want to hear. Obviously, like obviously we're just joking around about Timmy and how he was. You know, you never want to hear anybody has any mental issues or anything right. like that, especially post playing. Man, these guys go through a lot. People always like, yeah, well they get paid the big bucks. Yeah, well like man. That's what happens when you get yeah. when you're on TV like that. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Well, you never really think about it. I mean, look at it from their perspective, though. Like they have everything. Their life, their lives are basically organized for them. They're handed free clothing. They're handed free meals. Their travels arranged for them. And when you kind of have to take a step back into reality, it can be it can be scary for a lot of them. And I don't. I'm not surprised whatsoever with some of the difficulties some of these guys go through when the playing days are over. Yeah, like yeah, most I mean, most retirees say like the first years like brutal after quitting hockey or like retiring from hockey like you hear yeah. chicklets guys say it they all say it. like they, it takes like a year before they get back on their feet because you have to find like a hobby or something because like ace was saying like i mean for six to eight months of the season your whole week your day to day like minute by minute mm-hmm. is basically planned out for you 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 have your routine and, you know, obviously during the summer, they have their routine during this in the off season where they vacation, they're with the family, whatever. It's a small little dose, but they're also training, you know, training on and off the ice. So it's like, especially guys who, I mean, I can only imagine, I mean, Chara has been pretty active. Obviously he's hanging around. He's playing in a lot of alumni games that Gail at yeah. BNG has been covering as well. So she actually because, just got ex- accepted a role at Nesson, didn't she? Yeah. So shout out to Gail, man. Stick awesome. taps to her. Gail's yeah. Gail's been a crushing it. So that's that's well deserved too. Make she's, sure you go support her work. She's unreal writer. Yeah, she's one of my favorites at BNG. She's great. I've yeah. known her for a long time. Like before I was active on hockey Twitter, like I was on the HF boards a lot, and mm. she was there a long time there too. So yeah, she she does great stuff. Yeah, she's trooper trooper doing god's work out here hey her hard work's paying off so you love to see stuff like that especially, especially in the yeah like in the bruins one. yeah like in the bruins community man i feel like we're so tight-knit we got a great crew you know uh we'll talk about sticking up for each other later but yeah. uh <laughs> but um you know it, it was it was it was awesome to see that for gail so kudos gail yeah so uh if if you're a true bruins fan and you're active on twitter make sure you give her a follow at lady bruins fan uh she's great um she's she's pretty active on there especially when it comes to bruins content so make sure you give her um make sure you give her a follow and stuff like that because she she works her butt off and it's paying off and you'll have fun with her on twitter she's one of the nice ones obviously you know so i was gonna say yeah she's not she's not one of those keeps it real yeah and she's she's always a hundo and she's never like she won't freak out on someone for like having a different take or whatever she's just like she hears everyone else she's great it's it's nice going back and forth with her mm-hmm. but all right speaking of bruins talk brad i'm gonna have to shoot this one over to you you've been a busy bastard all week we've been talking a lot there's a lot of moving pieces so bear with us bruins fans uh brett's uh brett's got some boots on the ground so Let's uh let's hear what you have to say after. I mean, I know you've been on the phone a lot today. Yeah, I mean, I actually just got something come in as we were uh, as we were all talking there a second ago, and it relates to the first guy we were going to talk about on the board. Uh, somebody that has been brought up through other 
uh, insiders. It's nothing I broke or anything. It just, I was, I went to uh, my people and confirmed what was out there, what the rumblings we were hearing. And uh, that's about, um, what's his name? I almost said Braden. Luke Shen, uh, defenseman for the Vancouver Canucks. He's been rumored to be linked to the Bruins now, what, half the season since Vancouver had their like six, uh, the start to their season where they were 0 and 6. I uh, just got something come across that, guys, I stated earlier that I heard that, or I stayed last night, I think. I heard the last two teams in the race were Pittsburgh and Boston. Uh, Boston, as we know, is on a West Coast trip right now. So, uh, and Luke is Luke and his wife are expecting a baby. Uh, the The consensus and what I'm hearing is that um, the Bruins have been super awesome with him. I told him if he wants to come and win a Stanley Cup with the Bruins, they're welcome to have him. He'd be a great addition to the locker room. Uh, very respected around the league. He's won before, and uh, from what I'm hearing, he he he. He's really considering it with his wife because, like I said, he'll be able to stay it and see the birth of his child. And um, you like you know that the f- family means a lot to this organization, the Bruins. I mean, and it's something that I'm hearing Neely is very. He's he has his hands on this a lot. He's been in contact with the um, what's his name Rutherford and other uh, people over in Vancouver. So this one seems really fluid. It really seems up to Shen where he wants to go. Pittsburgh's on a three-game skid. If I'm Luke Shannon, Boston Bruins are offering me that they'll they'll pay for me to cut, like make the deal for me to come over, and I can watch the birth of my child and be with my kid and not be rushed into a situation. And I and for the Bruins looking at it, we you get this an eight hundred thousand dollar cap hit that just fits right into the roster, no problem, no questions asked. So I just want to get like I'm gonna go guy guy from guy here. We'll try and rapid fire as much best as we can. But that's what I've heard on Luke Shen, and I just got a message on a video saying Dave uh, Pagnetta of the fourth period has said that uh, he's confirmed that there's a deal in place for Shen, and it's up to him at this point. So pretty much everything that I've heard has been confirmed, and uh, it's up whoever had the better deal and wherever Shen wants to go. It sounds like. No shit. I mean, I didn't know he was about to have a kid and all that. Mm-hmm. And as Ace pointed out too, I, he wasn't even on our list, but it sounds like Washington sellers. Now uh, he pointed out, I don't know if you saw the message, but no, Orlov I'll is being it. health bombed tonight from the cast for trade related purposes. So that's another guy that I guess you could, I, I mean, well, I had a tweet. Sorry to hop back in Boosie. I'm just going to be going crazy here. Yeah, with my, no, my brain, my brain is going like a million miles an hour. I had a tweet earlier uh, about uh, my buddy, my guy. When I, if I'm saying that I'm talking about my source guys, just, I don't, I'm not going to throw the name out there. So uh, when you see that on Twitter or whatever, that's slang for like, this is what my guy's saying or my buddy's saying. So I put out a tweet saying that somebody messaged me. Uh, one of my sources is saying the Bruins are in somebody in on somebody that nobody is talking about right now. Just saying, I don't know if that's Orloff. I have no idea. Just happened to think of that when you guys brought it up there. Yeah, I, so. that that could be a name now. Um, I know Dumba's name has been floated around too, which you had on the list as well. And as we were talking prior to possibly Klinberg or Adam Henrique or someone from the Ducks organization because Don has been known to make moves with with Anaheim. So this, those are p- probably three or four names right there that 
are probably names that Bruins fans haven't really heard a lot of being tied to that are Bruins Benino. are possibly tied to now. Benino. I've been, Benino. You were saying yeah. that one last time. I brought up Greenway before. There's Greenway. been a lot of chatter, chatter about them, uh, Minnesota trying to unload that con, not unload, but uh, change of scenery for him and another player. Makes sense with that makes talk- sense with Edmonton and Puyu Yarvi though. A lot of sense to me. I know there's a lot of talk about Marcus Foligno over there in Minnesota as well. And with the connection to Nick, you know, there'll be a good little injection of grit and size in the bottom six. Wouldn't yes. that be something? Holy shit. And the Minnesota thing's really interesting to me because they've had interest in Craig Smith for a while now, pretty much like all year I've heard. And um, they're trying to get out from this Dumba contract. I wonder if they'd take a, a Smith Clifton. I don't, I'm not saying that we should do this. I'm just when I, when you think about players that aren't being talked of, Clifton's going to be a cheaper option going forward for Dumba next year. Dumba played in plays in that beauty league with Forber. Apparently they're pretty good buddies. They might work good on a pair together, might not. I think that's a huge gamble, but I'm just spitballing ideas at this point on what what type of player we'd be looking like. It's like a Charlie Coyle type move. That's what I get the vibe of from um this pl- unknown player that the Bruins are heavily in on, apparently. Yeah, I, I it wouldn't really make sense for them trying to get rid of or get away from the Dumba contracts because isn't he a free agent after this year? Yeah, but I think the 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 thinking behind it would be re-signing Clifton at a smaller cap hit for the same amount of oh, effort yeah. and work next year going forward. Billy G loves Clifton's game. I know that. But who the who the fuck doesn't this year? Let's be serious. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, even even I'm a fucking huge Clifton guy now. I've done a complete 180 on that guy. I mean, he I've been eating crow on him basically all season long. It's just sucks that he had to put together a season like this in his contract year, which is just fucking typical, right? Go figure, huh? But yeah, so um Besides that, uh, well, also with that was in that tweet, we had a mention of Barbashev. It's a long shot. Their stick is still in that fire. Um, I know a lot of Bruins fans want him. I don't know. What do you think about that one, Ace? I would love Barbashev. Uh, just kind of what I was alluding to. I think that we need a little bit more style on the right wing, especially in the bottom six. Um, and Barbashev brings that physical component that is really required and, and goes a long way in the postseason. Um, I don't think you would, I, I know some people are talking about like a first round pick going the other way. I don't think that they get a first round pick for Ivan Barbashev, but, um, problem is we don't have any seconds that are anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to be able to probably work something out unless they take a prospect like a low rye or something like that in lieu of a pick. So I, I would love it. I, he, he's a good scorer too. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, I would. So ideally, like this is kind of what I was saying on Twitter too this past week is um, this is where I kind of, you know, oh, Jesus, I Gabrikov, Jesus, I always forget his fucking name. Gabrikov, this is where I kind of like draw the line with him where they want a first and a third for him, supposedly, and, and possibly even a prospect as well, a guy like Laku or something. But if you're going to spend a first and a third, why don't you just spend the first on Barbashev if you have to, uh, and the third on Luke Shen? That's what they're asking for. And yeah, you're spending a first round pick on a rental, but that's a that's probably the pick that that's probably the guy that you need to pick up the most. I mean, obviously Timo Meyer, that's not happening. He's he's going he's going elsewhere, either New Jersey or 
hopefully not the Hurricanes. Um, hey, do you think Tampa Bay gave up? Do you think Tampa Bay gave two shits when they gave up two first round picks for Goudreau and fucking Coleman? No, because after dude, they want two cups in a oh, row. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like to the rest of the fan base, like when everyone's like, "Oh, but when Bergie's gone, yeah, it's gonna suck." We yeah. know that already. You know what but I they mean? They also it's had like, some guys in the pipeline too, like more guys than I guess you could say we had. Well, they just they draft so good. Yeah, it's the and difference. that's what bites the Bruins in the ass when it comes to trading first round picks is they haven't drafted well. And a guy I actually I've seen his name pop up as well too uh, for kind of a bottom six guy that uh, Ace just brought up too. H- Hathaway's is, is scratched too. So oh, no shit. I would see that's one where it's like not talked about. I would, I would take him. I so many Bruins fans hate that guy too. Can you honestly? Yeah, and you know how many fucking Leafs fans hate Marshawn and they would take oh, yeah. him in a oh, second. You know what 100%. I mean? It's like everything changes when he's on your team. Wait, you know what? You know something about Hathaway? He's a New Englander. He's from Canabunk, Port Maine. Oh come on! Oh, that's shit. that's with the that's why I said about Boosie with the Benino one too. He's a he's a Massachusetts guy as well, or I don't know Massachusetts, New England. Yeah, New England. Yeah, yeah there New you England, go. So, so Don, you know how much Donnie loves those are the guys I think of when you think of um, like sorry when I said earlier that there's a name out there that they're pursuing hard that no one's talking about. That, those are names that I'd like to think I'd like to hope that Donnie's in on. I would not look forward to trying to hear Jack or Jack Edwards say the word Kennebunkport. It would probably take oh, yeah. six tries. <laughs> that <laughs> is yeah. true. That's funny. That, that one. And you know he would bring it up every single time he touches the puck because he's the pride it. of Kennebunkport, Maine. Oh yeah. <laughs> um he yeah, he 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 would kind of be like uh God, who's the fucking tur- guy who's Pierre? Uh what oh, the God. what the fuck is Pierre McGuire, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would kind of be like him when it comes to like the local oh my God. New England players, you know, basically did, saying everything that everything that you know. Did you know he played high school at Sidney Crosby? Just like <laughs> some fourth liner. Like what, dude? Okay. He spent cool. three years at St. John Prep in uh, middle school, was the second leading scorer. Yeah. <laughs> his brother is actually a firefighter. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's hilarious but okay all right all right we'll keep this thing rolling uh, i want to yeah. save the big two for last i know we keep sprinkling their names in but that you know that these the two after this next ones i'm gonna bring up are the big two that we're probably gonna spend most of the episode talking about because even the big insiders are like we have no idea what the hell's going on at this point but rumblings are coming out today or not yeah rumblings peg pegnata said uh that he wouldn't be surprised if Boston is looking at McCabe uh, and or Domi, Domi, sorry, and or Lafferty um, as a back pocket easy move where it be, uh, due to Chicago willing to eat salary, willing to take like <clears throat> more than 50% of salary. And when I say that, I mean retaining McCabe's 50% and then taking on all of Riley. That seems to be like the back pocket back pocket move i know people don't like domi i know people go why would you do that with mccabe uh well because you're adding mccabe's are you taking a million off of riley's contract and you're kind of just figuring it out and punting it to next year that's the only way i see that one going down it is interesting because i've i've been watching a lot of chicago lately because i've been patty kane's been absolutely in fucking sane like this guy just flipped the switch lately 
and <laughs> I wanted to see Showtime go off. But I've been watching McCabe closely, and he's the guy you want playing in a playoff series against uh, Chicago. Like when people are like big bad Bruin, that's this guy. And the Bruins wanted him when he was in Buffalo when we got Taylor Hall. So I'm just that's a that's a Brett Howard. Hey, this makes sense to me. How would you guys feel about a McCabe? Lafferty or McCabe Domi situation as uh, a fail safe, I guess. That, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to act like I know a lot about the guy. Uh, from what you're saying, like, it, it sounds like it makes perfect sense for, like, kind of just to plug in, be physical, and f- more so for matchup purposes as well. I don't know. I mean, what what do See, you the think thing with the thing with that one for that is you know see the thing with that one i think you gotta throw zaboral in there because they'd probably want something to take all this contract yeah, right see, i'm and not like, yeah i'm not ready to give up on zaboral just yet and that's my thing like if you can maneuver all this if you're giving up zaboral it's for the next guy we're gonna talk about and he lives in the desert and at so, this point like isn't it kind of right to do that for Zaboral? He's been gated behind this roster for so long through no fault of his own. I mean, I'm not saying that we just trade assets or players because they deserve it, but like you look like, at Vakaninen. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I just pulled up Jake McCabe, uh, some of his advanced stats. And uh, he, he actually on a crappy Chicago team, he's got a projected war percentage of 85%. Which good is player, man. Fantastic. He so. battles too. Like I watched him toss bunting to the ground and I was like, oh, I could see that in a Bruins jersey. That would be awesome. I'm a big fan of seeing bunting getting tossed to the ground. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, he only 28 as well. So he's not like like a 34-year-old or 33-year-old prototypical defensive defenseman acquisition at the deadline, too. So that's that's good. It's a cheaper Riley redo. That's how I look at it. You know what I mean? Like you're taking the exact contract, taking a million dollars off it, paying for that, but it gets you out a little bit of cap trouble. The next like, a million dollars helps for this team at this point. And you're offloading Smith probably too to maybe make another depth move. I, I This is just my mind going, holy shit. Like if Donnie's actually in all of this, this one kind of makes sense to me as a back pocket. Like just break glass in case of emergency kind of move yeah not a rental too that's the other thing to keep in mind i know you kind of alluded that with riley's deal being through next year but mccabe is signed through 2024 2025 and that's the thing too so let's talk about the guy closest to me and you guys i think yeah yeah you guys too uh gavrikov he apparently he's not willing to sign an extension that's what i keep hearing i'm so sick of hearing this guy's fucking name already and we still have a week to go yeah like but. this is what i'm saying i want to i just want to put this behind like yeah is he a good player yes is he worth the pieces with an extension maybe and if you got another depth player coming back but my thing about this one is the cap would already work all you have to do is give a little extra to get nyquist go into the ltir over 5.5 million dollars and then you can make the gavrikov move work really easily the question is why haven't they done that yet and then you hear Elliot Friedman come out today and say uh, he has people telling him, like, uh, Chitrin in Boston, don't be surprised if it happens. So it's like, 
are they leveraging each other? Uh, is Donnie leveraging teams against each other? You had you had the Coyotes pick up seven point five million in LTIR yesterday in Weber's contract, so that they can do more flexibility going forward. Does that mean taking on Riley's contract? Does that mean taking a bit of Ch- Chitrin's contract off? Does it mean taking Smith and flipping? There's there's so many possibilities here. It's been absolutely nuts. I just I just want I've been running circles in my head about this all day, trying to figure out what's going on, and now I want to hear what you guys think about this whole Chitrin, Gavrikov, the insiders are confused. No one knows why it's happened. What do you, what are your guys, what are you guys feelings on this? Oh, man, there's, there's, there's so many feelings about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine. If it doesn't happen, I'm fine. If it does happen. Yeah. Perfect world. I would love to get a guy like Chitrin. I'm concerned about his, uh, him staying healthy and being capable of playing a full season. Never mind finishing out this season if he does finish the season as a Boston Bruin. But what they're asking for, basically two first-round picks or a first and a prospect that would equal a first. So basically, Lysel. Uh, this is from uh, Andy Strickland tweet. And it, it, so his set, Jesus Christ, his tweet says, cost for Chitrin remains any combination of two first-round picks or a first and a prospect that would equal a first. The only way I'm giving them two first-round picks if it stays like that or a first-round pick and, say, a guy like Lysel is if you got to maybe throw in an extra pick for them to take Riley's contract. And I uh, want Bugstad coming back. Oh, so we Bugstad, can, too. Yeah. He, he's six seven. I've been watching. I've been watching the Yotes lately. Six, They're seven? fun to watch. Yeah, he's huge. Dude. Holy shit. Yeah, he's huge. Nice. So Fuck, I didn't know no, he was that you big. know he's got you know he's got a fucking rope on him too. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> but Let's uh do the whole segment on this. <laughs> I can talk about ropes all day. Uh wrenches and ropes alike. <laughs> uh but seriously though, like if you can get Bukestad, he's on eight hundred thousand dollar con pull up his if you can pull up player cards, pull up Bukestad's card. You will be in it, you'll be I was in blown away when I saw this guy's card. I was like, there's no six, way six two ten. Well, this is what it says on ESPN. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just going off whatever they said on the broad the Arizona broadcast the other day. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I watch him play, old. and he's this kid's like galloping up the ice, like galloping, and I don't, I, I think he'd look unreal beside Hall and Coil. That'd be a heavy, heavy fucking. He line. plays right wing. Yeah, got he's got some really good metrics on the defense side of things. Um, Did he win with Pitt? No, he didn't, right? Did he win with Pitt? I think he was a casualty of the Phil Castle trade. Or maybe he went with Phil Castle. I don't know. I can't remember, dude. I got to Because I'm like looking at Because obviously I remember his years in Florida. Then he played a... Or, no, yeah. I don't think he did. It looks like he got oh, traded in the 18-19 season. Or no, Pitt, Pitt won in what? 18? 18. Didn't they oh, win shit. 15, 16? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking. Cal- he was in the Broussard deal. Oh, yeah, so 1819, okay. he was traded along with McCann um, to the Penguins in exchange for Broussard, Riley Sheehan, a second and two fourths. Yeah. Oh, so okay. He, okay. All right. So he's got some playoff experience, at least, though. And but if you get if you get that coming back, that's about 5.7 ish. I'm not a mathematician, but $5.7 million coming back that you got to clear out. Plus, you got to clear another one point something to get no sick off LTIR. So if you can somehow get them to take Riley, like players like Lauco, or I, I don't, I'm cool with keeping Lauco. I just keep seeing his name get brought off. But if you can package Riley Smith, Lori, 
our first this year and a second or a third, man, I do that deal. If that's all it takes, I don't know why it's not done yet. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It doesn't yeah. take that, but that's, that's like, what I'm saying. Like it's, it's you, the problem is our first is a second. Everyone's looking at our first. As no, a I know and that's the biggest hangup. If we offered next year's first, it might turn heads a little more, but I just don't think Donnie wants to do that. And I don't know. I don't know if it's that smart. Like I don't, I'm not a prospect guy. I've said it a million times. I just go to other people for that. But like, I don't know what the prospects look like a year from now. That's yeah, I mean, no too. one, no one really does because I mean, prospects are prospects for a reason. Like, I mean, they could be total bust. Lysol could be a total bust. I don't think he will be, but I, he could be a total bust. Laura could be a total bust. But when it comes to when it comes to Chitrin, like, and I'll beat basically everyone in the NHL being on Chitrin watch. Um, you know, there's rumors of of the reason why. That's why I don't think the price will come down for Gavrikov unless a player is involved with him. I think um, because the rumors are that they want to use the Bruins first round pick or, or in package that for them to get uh, Chitrin themselves, Columbus. Yeah. So I, which another dark horse for Chitrin is St. Louis, man. They're fucking, yeah. doing they're doing this retool, right? They're doing exactly what the Bruins did. In I mean, how many first round picks do they have now this season? Three. They're doing the exact same yeah. thing that the Bruins did. They're, but, and, See, they might actually trade theirs and get their Chitrin, where we couldn't trade ours and get our Hannafin. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, even Barbershev gets, you know, they get a first for Barbershev too, and say Carolina possibly even gets him or something like that. Oh I yeah, also... do, you guys, do you guys see the rumors? Smith and or Carolina and Boston have been talking about Smith. Yeah, I don't like. I mean, off with that. I want I Smith like off that. the team and to clear that contract, but. You that, know he scores in game seven against yeah, us in the conference finals. Like it's just like you're setting yourself up. That's nightmare fuel. That's a fucking Nathan Horton one T slap shot. Um game seven overtime winner against the Bruins. Yeah. Like that's it, what he's gonna do to us if they fucking get uh Smitty. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah. That's a dude. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I the one thing I don't get about Smith is Teams not seeing the value and taking him on at full full cost from the Bruins and then splitting his salary in half and sending him to a different contender. Because then you're getting money from taking or you're getting picks for taking Smith and then you're getting picks for sending Smith somewhere else. That's the one thing I just don't get. It that it just proves how tight money is right now in the NHL. That's I mean, literally saw, what it proves. You just saw Ottawa having to pay a second round pick to get rid of yeah. a contract with Zaitsev. Um, yeah. So in the Chitrin deal, you're automatically looking at two first, Lori, and then whatever else to make the cap work, and probably another lower B level prospect. So with that, with that point, the Zaitsev deal, I wonder, and I know some people have been talking about it, but like I wonder about the Senators as a destination for Chitrin. Uh, um, he grew up there, I think. Yeah, they're in the market for a defenseman. I mean, they're like middle of the pack right now. I don't see them. I mean, they could certainly use the help on the back end. I just don't see them. Their math back. is good, dude. A lot better than Washington's. A lot better than the fucking Islanders. The it's just if they're going to. And a trade like that makes sense for them, too, because it builds for the future, not just this year. Because if they're going to try to make it this year, uh, it you know, they got 58 points, I think to make it to, I mean, the second wild card spot right now, 
they're six points behind, right? They're where the fuck did they go? 60. Where the hell are they? Yeah, they're six or no, they're eight points behind. They do have four games in hand on Florida. I don't know. It's a push for them this year, but for them to get Chitron for following seasons, you know, it makes sense for them. They could certainly use it. Him and him and who's their defenseman? Shabbat. Shabbat. I was about to say Shabbat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much, I think what we're all saying at this point is either there's going to be some spicy happen. We're just going to get depth guys. And I think I'm okay with that at this point. Like I keep looking at like Stanley cup contenders for the past like 10 years and moves they've made at the deadline other than like Tampa and like one or two other teams. I think like Detroit a couple times or I know it was the 20 years where I got to that either way. Not a lot of these teams, like these Pittsburghs that went back to back, like Washington, they didn't make huge moves at the deadline. You know what if I mean? You, like they didn't, they didn't shake their stuff up that much. If you go back to when Tampa made that trade for Coleman, get, giving up a first round pick for him, I see a pretty equivalent to the Bruins making a trade for a guy like Barbashev. Mm-hmm. Kind of different players, but same like Lekin and last year in, in yeah, um, Colorado. It, it solidifies that third uh that third line. I mean, the third line was great when everyone was healthy. Um, I mean, for the most part, everyone's healthy now. But uh, you know, when you had Frederick and Frederick Hall and Coyle basically dominating on on that third line, and even at times Zaka, like yeah, it's great and all, but I still get nervous with Frederick. As great of a season he's having, as great a season he's having, I just, I don't know if he's necessarily that, you know, and he's playing his off wing as well. So it's, and Barbashev would be too. I mean, he's a left-handed shot, right? I'm yeah. almost positive he is. But like thought, what you're saying is like, you'd you'd want Frederick on your th- fourth line with no sick and felino if that's if that's how like yeah how and and him and greer him and greer kind of fight for that spot you know a little in-house battle a healthy battle right there uh i mean because i like both their games I, the thing is with greer he does have some off nights so i don't necessarily want him in the lineup every single night you know mm-hmm. what you have noticed when he does get health bombed say a game or two or even three games he comes back with a fire lit under his ass so spark plug yeah so it, it could help that that's that's how, that's what i'm thinking like if you get a guy like i know they want their depth defenseman which i think the bruins truly could use i don't think they have faith in zaboral this season coming back from the torn acl so that's why in my like perfect world you know obviously i would love chitrin but in my perfect world if you can get two guys versus just a guy like chitrin then I, I'm I'm doing that. I'm tra- I'm training for Barbashev and I'm trading for mm-hmm. Luke Shen. And then you have your depth defenseman. Luke Shen's having a good year this year on a shitty team. Yeah. You know, and, and he's he's made playoff runs before. You know, and you don't have to worry about taking a defenseman out of your lineup if Shen's the seventh D. You feel pretty fucking good about that. Yeah, exactly. You know, say Clifton goes back to some of his old ways, you take him out, you plug him in, say Grizzly gets hurt, you take him, you know, you plug Shen in. And... He plays both sides, too. That's what yeah, people forget exactly. about Shen. Because he's a right-handed shot, but... He was playing with Meyer at one point in Vancouver, and that was just like a huge defensive pair that did not do well at, good, at all at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. But he was playing lefty with Meyer. Yeah, Myers is also a huge fucking pussy. What bad contracts guy. they have over there. Man. Yeah, the when they signed him, I, that was kind of mind-boggling. It's like Ristolainen in Philadelphia. It's like, baby girl, what you doing? 
Yeah. What the hell are we doing? He plays Flyers hockey, though. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That's the thing, too. Like, I keep seeing people being like, well, Gavrikov's this big guy that hits. Or, like, Chitrin's this big guy that hits. Neither of them are that guy. Yeah, they're big bodies, and they force people out of the front of the net. But they're not rock and rock em, sock em type defensemen. Like, you're not getting your Truba. That's not – if anything, Shen's more of a Truba than anybody, any of the other three. Yeah. I'm trying to see how many hits he has on the season. But, I mean, he's a, he's a big boy, 6'2", 230. I mean, he'll lay the wood around. Oh, he's a thick boy. That's for sure. Yeah. Good old Canadian fella. So, I mean, he logs, you know, he's averaging basically a little over 17 minutes this season. He's got, you know, 21 points, three goals, 18 assists. He's not afraid to get mix it up. 71 pims this year. So it's the dude. He, I think he would be a really solid depth piece. And then it, the problem is if you only get him at the trade deadline, it, say you only get Luke Shen, I think fans might erupt. I mean, Sweeney will look like a genius if they win it all for not mixing with the chemistry and whatnot. But if it's a first, second round, or if even possibly third round exit, I just, I think Bruins fans and media and whatnot will kind of rip Don Sweeney for not making enough moves. I I love the team that we have right now, but you got to find a replacement for Smitty. I just, I, I think that's the only, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't just, He's lost a step. It sucks. I love his game. I love the signing when it happened. The system doesn't work either, dude. Yeah. It's yeah, not he, for him. It's, it's, yeah, you can see that too. Like the system's not for him. He was, you know, could you think Cassidy's got eyes on yeah, him? I was going to say, there? send him. Yo, Vegas yeah. just cleared 9.5 million. They need a winger. I totally forgot they had Shea Weber on LTIR until I saw that trade go down. For th- this whole time, I thought he was a uh, Canadian still. <laughs> I know, dude. Did you see the lineup that the Phoenix could could have put together? No, it's like Dad Suk, Andrew Ladd, <laughs> fucking all these players that their contracts have just said there. Yeah, to be to die. I was like, yeah. that's so. I was like, dude, in two thousand and nine, that top line would have won a cup. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by far, Jesus. <laughs> would have been a scary team to play against. Yeah. To your point, you made a couple of minutes ago, Nick. Like, I I like Luke Shen. I don't think I like him enough to like actually play him regularly in this lineup. Like he's yeah. a seventh D man guy, like hang out on the press box. If Forbert gets injured, you can get out there, but mm. like, just, just, Oh, 100%. Yeah. Hang out I, upstairs, please. I agree with you there. If, if he's going to be, if he's going to be playing, you know, every single night, night in and night out over guys like Clifton, uh, floorboard or you know Grizzik whatever then then you kind of have a problem but he does give you that option I mean he, you know you're only really trading away a third round pick supposedly equivalent, equivalent. that doesn't mean it right yeah you could yeah. maybe get away with a B level or B or C level prospect and like a fifth or a fourth one yeah. or two and you know I, I don't know then it's a nice depth piece yeah I'm sure he doesn't want to get I mean sure maybe he would like to go on another Stanley Cup run but, you know, he probably knows that if he gets traded here, he would kind of be the odd man out because the Bruins have been fortunate enough to be healthy, knock on wood, on the back end this year. And, you know, Zaboral is a great example of being the odd man out. It's a casualty I, I, of it, right? It's, it still blows my mind that they haven't even, like, put him in for a game. Like, but... I know. And that's where, like, Ace was saying earlier, well, like, 
you package him the the yotes if you're going after Chichen, right? Like you give him a fresh start and you pretty much swap that pick of picking Zaboro. Well, now we pick Chitrin instead. And we, yeah, we had to pay a little more, but at least you're doing something right by forward. I know that doesn't matter in the business of the NHL, but Ace made a very good point about that earlier. Like, why wouldn't you throw him in the deal? Why wouldn't Phoenix take a flyer on him? They picked up Valimaki off waivers from Calgary this year. He's pretty much this, like very similar type situation. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. There's, there's a lot of moving pieces, and, and that's, I feel like the longer we wait is is probably a better sign that we're not going to get Gavrikov, but... That's the thing, too. Like, people got to remember, like, things change around this time of the year all the time. Like, I mean, we were the three of us were joking about it earlier. We're like, people quote tweeted me before, like, oh, yeah, Brett's buddy in the parking lot of TD yeah. Garden. And it's like, I love that. It, it, shit's hilarious. And it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. We're, I'm just trying to get, let people know about things that me, Boosie, other people, Ace are hearing in the community that might not be privy to knowing how to get this information you know like we're a big big happy family over here in the bruins twitter community we all want to make sure for the most part there's some dickheads but we all want to make sure we're having a good time and well knowledged and that's pretty much all we're doing here like i'm not saying i fucking got this scoop and i'm breaking this trade these are just things i'm hearing if you want to listen you can listen if not it's that's fine too it's not a big deal it's no sweat off my back it's just fun banter for everyone yeah, and also, like, I mean, stuff that you're saying, too, it's, like, it, it's stuff that you've DM'd me personally before and, like, told me about before, like, guys like Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman have even tweeted out or talked about it on their podcast. So, like, if if people, you know, obviously you're gaining a lot of followers. We were talking about it. You're gaining a lot of followers lately. Uh, if you, years past, people can kind of see that, like, you you do have someone like, you know, you do have some boots on the ground. You got some airs and, you know, it's some, some you swing and swing and miss. Um, but it's like, it's like, you know. it's like Horvat earlier in the year. I heard like a couple days ago, the Bruins were like ready to make that deal and something they huge part of this. Elliot Friedman mentioned it today. We still don't have pasta signed. Everyone has to remember this. This is that I made a joke about it. We're probably going to get Shen. It was just a joke, but I was like, we're probably going to get Shen, somebody else, and then they're going to announce that Pasta got signed, and that's our trade. Deadline. Yeah. I wouldn't even be fucking mad. I wouldn't be mad. I'd be like, whatever. You guys were holding that in your back pocket. At least you got the money figured out, and you didn't screw us for the future in a situation where Pasta could walk because he doesn't feel wanted because you went out and got Timo Meyer for whatever reason or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, excuse me. Uh, do you have any other names that you were going to bring up? That's we we pretty much crushed them all. If you guys got did, any other ones, did we already bring up Dumba? Yeah, we did. Oh uh, right? yeah, we, we threw it in there a little it. bit. Yeah, we kind of. I just talked. It. Yeah, his buddies with Forbert. It, it it it's just one of those things where it's like this could be a guy they're looking at. You know. All right, so let's let's do before we like kind of go over to Bobby's corner and stuff like that, and kind of break that down as well, and touch on what he has to say. I'll I'll go to you first, Ace. Um, what is because you guys kind of know mine already. It's in a perfect world. The the ideal trade that I want to see this year is Barbashev and Luke Shen. Ace, who is your guy? Your guys that you would love to see the Bruins pick up and get? Like realistically, like if by the time you know three o'clock Friday afternoon comes, who do you want to see on the Bruins? 
Well, I like the whole check mix thing that we've got going on. And one name that we didn't actually mention earlier that just kind of popped up on my screen is how awesome would it be to bring in Jacob Vrana and bring Ooh. him into the fold alongside the other checks that we have up front. So um, I, I would like to see something like that. He's young. He's got some good skill. I know he was struggling with maybe some personal issues off the ice, uh, had to go under the uh, NHL recovery program. But um, I think that with the leadership in this room, they could provide him, you know, the, the support structure that he needs to get back to being a, a real high caliber NHL player. Ace crazy thing about that too. They sent him down to the minors today to extend the leeway of him. Yeah. What I'm not, I, I don't know how to word this perfectly. When you get sent down through the wires, you got a certain amount of days and games before you have to be sent down through the waiver wire again. So they sent him back down um, after having a great game last night and people are confused. And from what I'm hearing, it's because it extended their time an extra 10 days or so. Maybe that's appealing to the Bruins. Maybe Detroit eats, I don't know how much left he has on his contract, but if it's just one year, maybe they eat half the contract. Maybe you drop Saka down with Coyle and put him with Verana and then put Hall back up with pa Like, my mind's running right now. I love that one. <laughs> I love that one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's... I didn't even consider that. I didn't even think of that. I mean, it, the contract would be tough. The contract would be tough, but it sounds like he's just kind of... Weren't, weren't there well, rumors like of Ace them terminating his contract? Uh, I, he had, I, I, I don't know. I'm not 100% on this, but the way that like the big guys were talking about it, he had like a, a substance problem, it kind of sounded like. And he's gotten the help. He's really worked hard to get back to where he is right now. I just think the relationship with Detroit's kind of deteriorated at this point. Right, Ace? Yeah, that's what I've heard as well. And I mean, I've heard that him being called, because if you backpedal like a couple weeks ago, a lot of the insiders are saying Vrana's done. He's never going to play another game for mm -hmm. Detroit. Like that bridge is burned, mm -hmm. but supposedly there shows were... how quick things change. Eh? Exactly. Like they got a few calls, I believe. And I think that he's up and playing in Detroit right now for showcasing purposes. So yeah, they're doing the thing the Bruins do where they send them down every day. Like they did with so, Smith and Riley just cause they can, right. It helps cap. Darren, Darren Drager just tweeted out buzz around the cap, scratching Orlov and Hathaway is intense. Many teams calling someone to give inside track to Boston on Orlov. Whoa. How many teams, like, Did how many players do we have that, the like, inside 30 track? Minutes? Yeah, dude. Yeah. What the hell is going on? This is this is what I'm talking about. Donnie, it's, uh, management, from my understanding, has told Donnie and Neely, I'm pretty sure the plan is, Donnie, go get us a D. Neely, go find us a motherfucker to play against. And... It would make a lot of sense if they do moves like Colorado did last year. Bring in a Josh Manson. Bring in a, a Lekkonen, who's your Barbashev. Your Josh Manson might be Shen. A little less of a player, but you still get that brute force and put him in whenever you want. And then maybe you go get a Cogliano. Who's that? Nick Benino, Hathaway. You know what I mean? Like These are moves I could really see the Bruins making. Yeah, the sexy move is Chitrin, or to some people, Gavrikov, but... The more and more we talk and the more I think about this shit, I really think like a three-piece set like Colorado did last year would be on that'd be perfect for this team. Yeah, like Colorado last year didn't make really any sexy moves. They kind of they made moves for the future. They re-signed all those guys they got. Yeah, and they they made moves that would fit the team's needs and you know, rightfully so. And 
We don't, you know, obviously, yeah, would it would have been nice to get Bo Horvat. It would be nice to get Chitrin. Those were those are some sexy names that kind of move the needle for a lot of Bruins fans and even like Fairweather Bruins fans when you know they're hearing names. But a guy like Orlov, like I, you know, he's made runs before. He's been in the playoffs a shit ton. The guy gets it done. Um, he's you know, he's listed at 5'11, 212. So, you know, um he's I would I would take him over uh, Gavrikov at least. I mean, the thing is, I feel like Orlov could potentially be a little bit cheaper. Possibly, he would be a pure rental. I'd imagine. I don't know his contract, but I'm gonna imagine. I'm gonna think that he's a free agent at the end of this year. But yeah, he's know, a man. he's a free agent next year. Um, he's got a five point one million dollar cap hit. His advanced stats are fantastic, and he's basically playing top pair for Washington. He has been for a while won a cup with them. Um, I really wondered, like, backpedaling to your question earlier, Nick, like, my perfect trade deadline, I know I was talking about, you know, Vrana there. Can you imagine getting that package from Washington with Hathaway and Orlov and then going bargain bin shopping for, like, a seventh demand insurance policy? Like, that would be a win, and that would position this team to maintain... that's sorry to cut you off. It's that's a cheaper yeah. Chitrin, Bukestad, or Gavrikov, Rosslevic. So I, I'm a hundred percent one. And Hathaway's kind of that water bug that you kind of need for the depth. I mean, yeah, Bruins fans hate him right now. He's a pain. Didn't in he the hurt ass. somebody though? DeBrusque? Didn't he hurt somebody? Somebody on the Bruins once upon a time. Oh, right? the bees. The bees hate him too. Like, yeah, you see I him know. On the that's ice, the but... one thing about that. Like, yeah, Bergeron. Yeah, the but locker would, rooms that the 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 patients are running the locker room or the asylum, whatever you want to call it. Like you know what I mean? Like it's Bergie's locker room. Jim Montgomery's just happy to push them in the right direction. Yeah, but and like you said, like that's a cheaper version. That's a cheaper trade. I would I I would say if you get Orlov and uh, Hathaway. So it's I mean that kind of moves the needle. I mean no sexy names, but. The name, I mean, Hathaway is kind of a big boy too, six three at two ten. So it's... I mean, I would I would call Dmitry Orlov probably a sexy name. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's literally top pair in Washington. Yeah, I, and... he's averaging twenty two minutes a game this season. Didn't so he help yeah, Carlson win a Norris? Yeah, basically because Carlson right? just played Eric Carlson style hockey and yeah. just basically yeah. fourth forward. Maybe it frees up McAvoy. I hate thinking Grizz is in any deal or get like, dude, this guy was born in the basement of the fucking garden. Like, I'm so but scared. But imagine, that... imagine Orlov and Carlo paired up together. I mean, sheesh. Would you good. take, would you take Grizz, a Grizzly Forbert bottom pair with Clifton out? Or would you take a combination of Forbert, Clifton, Grizzly as a bottom pair and one of them is a 70 and you know it's not Forbert because. Th- our yeah, win rate, yeah, our win rate, wait, uh, our win rate with him is like ninety three percent, and without him, it's like seven. Yeah, so, who who tweeted the other day that Lauren? Well, someone said who was it? Bruins Network that would they would suggest? Oh that. yeah, 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 yeah. What I thought you were talking tweet. about that picture. No, <laughs> um, I, like, I see. That's tough because Grizzlick's the better player, better skin. He walks the he walks the blue line really well too. Uh, but man, Clifton's hard to take. He's leading your team in hits. The dude's been solid all year. You're you're already thin on right shot defensemen. I on I would say Grizzlick would have to be the odd man out to be on. I mean, Clifton's been too good this season to take him out. Grizzlick's had a great season as well, but Clifton's just been too good. I, I think it, 
should all kind of come down to who the opponent is too. You know, oh, if yeah, we're playing, yeah. If we're playing like a Toronto, we can have a little bit of a softer, more skill-based blue line. But if we're up the, against like the buzzsaw of Tampa, you know, let's get the big guys in there that can still move the puck. If you're playing, yeah, if you're playing against Toronto, I would say keep Grizz in. If you're playing against Tampa, yeah, keep Clifton in. It's it matchup purposes. And that's why hey, I like- And guess what? You play Clifton on the road and you play Grizzly at home. And if you if you ever need to do that, because like you think about it, Clifton's a madman, like he loves just like running people over. And that's the type of energy you need in Carolina uh, game three oh, after yeah. him after him sitting for a game or maybe two. And he's just sitting there fuming, just, you know, rabid, ready to go. Yeah, that's that, what he's throwing Clifton. That hit he laid on uh, fucking oh, McDonough. That- Oh, that man rocket McDonough. What uh, was McDonough doing, dude? Like, I'm sorry. I love McDonough, but like, you're smarter than that, dude. You got to hear that train coming at you. Yeah. Honestly, though, it wasn't that bad of a play by McDonough, though, because he, he took the hit to make the play. Like, they had a yeah. golden scoring chance on us immediately after that hit. Like, if that goes in, nobody's saying anything, but I, that's definitely going on the uh, the the TD Garden pregame, yeah. you know, highlight packages. Yeah. You know, it was a beauty hit. Yeah. Uh, one, one good thing that I just noticed is that, you know, with the Orlov thing that's going on as we're recording this, um, Chris Johnston just came out and he said that uh, Dmitry Orlov's availability obviously impacts the market for Gavrikov. Some had thought Gavrikov was going to be Boston bound. So maybe, maybe now we don't have right. to hear about this Gavrikov bullshit anymore. So or, that makes it makes me think what he doesn't Elliot get tied Fre- with the first round pick. Sorry, I, I want to get that in before. No, so no, maybe no. it brings the price down. Yeah. Yeah, they, see, this is a, someone asked me today. I someone was like, "How are they in on both, and how are they doing this?" I was like, "Well, it's called leveraging teams. Like, you tell them, well, this is the deal I have with this team. What can you do better to get me?" Friedman, Friedman just tweeted, "Hearing Hathaway is going to Boston. We'll see if more than Hathaway will go." Holy shit! We're breaking shit on the pod. Let's go, Ace. Let's fucking go, baby. So this is the guy. So is Hathaway the guy then? That nobody knew the Bruins were in on. Is this the guy you think? It kind of seems like it, right? Yeah, yeah. There hasn't been a whole lot of speculation around Hathaway. So I really hope that Orlov's coming too. Like that is going to be, if they are able to get Hathaway and Orlov, I'm like terrified of the price, but oh my God, it's going to be great. Maybe Donnie said, hey, Coyotes, Blue Jackets, go fuck yourself. I'm going to make a pivot real quick and pick up a, legit number one d that's won a cup and the hathaway win the cup with them too i think so right holy shit boys i go to fucking drink yeah, the day yeah, yeah. yep and we're breaking shit. boston bruin basically fucking a that moves the needle for me that's the right depth fucking piece nice oh i'm trying shit. to i'm trying to catch up i have 55 notifications i'm like <laughs> jesus christ holy fucking fuck. a. there you go I'll have to be invited to the next one too, huh? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. This is this is what I said to to Boosie today in uh, just <clears throat> the podcast DMs that we have with each other. I was like, we're the craziest thing is we have another episode coming out the day before the deadline. I was like, it's gonna be kind of sick if we get all our business done now. We can watch them for a couple days and then talk about it and still talk about other shit that's going on in the deadline. So this worked out perfectly. Fuck, I'm trying to. So I, I you guys talk. To, I gotta find this tweet. So I don't I can, know. I don't know if you guys said it when I was peeing, but I have to imagine that they're gonna try to package Orlov in that. I don't know if you guys mentioned that or not. Yeah, but. yeah. I was wondering the same thing because they're already the bees were in on and the inside. Tra- 
I mean, it had already come out and said Hathaway lost, and I, I really hope that they're able to put a package together for both of them. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting something right now. Hold on a second. Oh, Give me boy. a second. Give me a fucking I'm muting you Let guys him again. cook. Hey, just thinking about it, this is kind of bad radio right now. Should we throw it over to Bobby Brewski? Will we... Uh, Look at while I look at this shit and you look at that shit, then we can, uh, for editing pur- purposes, because <laughs> I got a yeah, big and, text NRD, I gotta just, look at here. NRD just said he thinks more than Hathaway is going to Boston. Yeah, because I, I have something here. I got right, something. Sweet. I yeah, just yeah, got to gotta be Orlov. All right. Yeah. So we'll, um, we'll bring We're it just up sitting here in silence. I was I, talking I, to you guys with my mic muted and I was like, oh shit, what the hell? Well, I was going <laughs> to cut it out. I was going to cut it out anyways. But yeah. all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Things are getting a little spicy over here, so we're gonna we're gonna keep it spicy. We're gonna keep it hot. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna send you guys over to Bobby Brewski's fucking corner, Bobby's corner. Bobby, my man, take it away. What a beauty! From the beaches of Winnipeg, the palm trees of the West End, coming at you live. It's Bobby Brewski. What's going on, folks? It's Bobby's Corner, coming at you live. How you feeling? How you doing? How are things? I gotta tell you, folks. The other night, I was out on the river, skating, crushing a cold one. The moon was out. I don't know about you guys, but I took a moment there. I took a look at the moon, and I thought maybe some of you were looking at that same moon, and in some sanction in the universe, in that moment, we were together as one, baby. It's Bobby Brewski. How we doing? Little John Moreland for you. Don't suit me like before. From the album Big Bad Love. Let's go, baby. What a track. How about them Boston Bruins, though? 3-0 and since the last time we all hung out. Outscoring their opponents 14-3. to It's safe to say this new fiesta we have at the Moon Tower turns out to be quite a little party. And I just got off the phone. We have more kegs on the way. Mostly everybody's here. What I have to ask is, why aren't you here? And while we're on the subject of attendance, when you're a hockey fan, you have to treat your heart like a hotel. Because players are always checking in, and players are always checking out. And for the last few weeks, Charlie Coyle has been a mainstay in one of my favorite suites. It's got a great view of the skyline. One of the best. And down the hall from where he's staying is a Motley Crue rat pack of a duo. In Trent Frederick and Nick Felino. Going back to the absolute ragers that was the Nashville and the Islanders game. Fliggy has three assists and a goal. Freddie's got three goals himself. And they were all over the ice. Not to mention Connor Clifton absolutely burying guys every chance he got. These three have come so far from where they were last year. And I don't know if if it's Jimbo's coaching. Because I honestly, I don't know if we see this growth with Butch, you know. Hailing from the bench. Fliggy, man. Fliggy pop. I don't know how many A's were allowed to stitch on the jerseys. 
But Nick Felino is for sure the captain of that bottom six. That man runs such a tight ship with those folks. And it's it's amazing. It's everything that we wanted from him last year. And, I mean, showed up better late than never, right? Guy's been lights out, though. I want to follow that through with the Ryan O'Reilly trade. And I, I, you know, and it pains me to say this because they're a divisional rival and they're a potential uh, playoff matchup. But Kyle Dubas made a good trade. Now, the thing about this transaction, at least to me, is this doesn't look like the trade Dubas made to beat Tampa. This looks like him bringing in assets to beat us, the Boston Bruins. The thing that I find very intriguing is that they brought in Nola Chari, which was absolutely an answer to our bottom six. And while teams are going out there and making transactions to counter what we have, we simply are just juggling lines. That's how good we are. All right. It's ask me anything time with yours truly. Let's kick it off with Baz0157. How about the Gavrikov deal? Good or bad? Personally, I don't feel he's a good fit with the current Boston team. Now, Gavrikov is not the sexy name everybody's after. But neither was Savard when Tampa traded for him in the 21 season. When Tampa traded for Savard, he had one goal, six points, and 24 penalty minutes in 40 games. As of the 22nd, Gavrikov has three goals, 10 points, 30 penalty minutes, and 52 games. And like Savard, a lot of the Blue Jackets fan base likes this guy. And it's not that I don't think he fits with the Boston Bruins. I just don't see where we would play him with this current team. You can never have enough depth defensemen, but a first, a third, Smitty, and a prospect, it's a little too high for me. Next up, we got Jared at JJHockey underscore 15. Who do you see the Bruins realistically going for or getting before at the deadline? Do the big names like Barbashev or Jacob Chicken make any sense? Why or why not? That's the thing that's made this deadline so much fun is that the big names, they do make sense for us. Like, I, I like Barbashev a lot. I love the idea of Barbashev in our bottom six. That would be like a factory Rona when you're in the middle of an absolute terror on a Friday night. Now, in case you don't know what a factory Rona is, that's when you get a shot of Jameson and you pour it inside your Corona and then you full send it. Shit's excellent. Now, the Jacob Chikrin thing has been going on for a year, obviously. It's been a lot of flirting. But you got Doug and then you got Bill and both are tough customers. I'm not entirely sure what Bill realistically hopes in getting, but giving up two first-round picks and two prospects honestly isn't the worst idea for a kid like Jacob. Hear me out. Trickren could be somebody you bring in and just essentially up the stock on. Now, you're never necessarily going to get all your picks back if you trade for him, but his stock's only going to go up, and if everything goes well and Boston does go on a deep playoff run, that looks amazing on the trade market. Is the kid going to be jacked if we flip him? No, but if he has a ring, I'm sure he'll be fine. And with that being said, next summer, Grizzy is a free agent, and he's more or less played himself out of a contract in Boston. I don't know if he'll be able to afford him. 
But if my crystal ball is right, Brandon Carlo and Shikran would be a great pairing. And if your top four is Mackie, Lindholm, Carlo, and Shikran, that's a pretty sick fucking unit to move forward with. I'm all for the Shikran trade. Next up, we got Steven at Captain Patrice. What beer pairs best with Oilers fan tears after an encounter with Sir Bradley Marchand? Now, I know exactly who he's talking about, and I want to make fun of this bench warmer, but unfortunately, I can't even call him that because his parents didn't love him enough to drive him to the tryouts. Now, this imbecile of an Oilers fan, this moron, calls girls puck bunnies online when he can't win an argument. If he loves Edmonton, or he's from Edmonton, he probably loves old-style Pilsner. So in this case, I'm going to hit him where they ain't, and I'm going to go with Steam Whistle from Toronto, Canada. Canada's finest Pilsner beer, baby. Next up, we got the real Bruin returning. What's up, baby? Which Bruins D pairing would do the best impromptu karaoke performance of Frozen's Love is an Open Door? All right, let me set the stage for you. It's Thursday night in downtown Winnipeg. The Bruins just played the Jets, and I've headed to Shannon's Irish Buff for a few cold ones. With it being Thursday, it all also happens to be karaoke night. After a few cold ones with the crew, we see a stallion and a gorgeous human being step onto the stage when the mic is handed to them. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Charlie McAvoy and Hampus Lindholm tearing down the house with Frozen's love is an open door. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Next up, we got Ray Lafleur at Ray Lafleur 69. Nice. Are Tom and Gazelle going to work things out? Here's the thing, man. Sometimes love isn't about how much someone suits you. It's about how much you're willing to change to suit them. And with that being said, no, Tom and Gazelle are done. All right, well, I'm almost out of here, but I want to give a shout-out to the Bruins Luchador for absolutely cracking me up over these last few days. Big fan. Appreciate the support. Beer League Hero, my man. Dude, let's get that endorsement deal, whether it's through Bud Light, Molson Canadian, Coors, or the Sam Adams, baby. I'm down for either or. And, of course, to the other half of the Bestie Bong, Lauren. How you doing, baby girl? All right, before I hand it off to our boys, Brett and Boosie, I'm going to give a shout-out to Shan. There are a homie across the pond who wake up at 3 a.m. to watch the bees do their thing. Got to love the dedication. They're flying over here in a few weeks, so toss them a follow at Shan Bruins fan. If you, and if you see them in person, crush a cold one with them. Anyways, Shan, keep doing your thing. We love it. You've been great. I've been Bobby Brewskis. This is Bobby's Corner, baby. Hey, just remember, most of the time, it's not stolen. It's right where you left it, baby. Only Bruins forever. Let's go, bees! No beer is safe! Alright, well, that was Bobby Brewskis' Corner that you listened to. Uh, Shout out Bobby for fucking crushing it. Brett's kind of doing his work right now. Um, he, he, but Bobby Bruski brought up a lot of good points, and I, I kind of feel bad for Bobby Bruski because that was a fucking amazing Bobby Bruski corner again. Just over ten minutes of just pure fucking sex. Hearing from that guy, I could listen to that guy talk all fucking day. But 
obviously his his corner got a little bit involved with some breaking news for the Bruins. So that's that, that's a tough one to compete to. But Bobby Bruschi crushes as usual. Brought up some good points. I, I like that he gave Fliggy some love because Fliggy has been uh, lights out. I like that he brought up the Bruins this past week outscoring opponents 14 to 3. Brought up the Ryan O'Reilly trade and all that good. He brought up some good stuff and then he had some fun. Um, and then he had some fun answering some fans' questions. And I love that he does that too. Like people sending questions, like the him choosing uh, McAvoy and Lynn home to uh, sing Frozen at karaoke cracks me up. But Bobby Bruski doesn't fucking miss. I got I got to make shirts for. I got to get shirts of his made like a Bobby's Corner, or whatever that little logo that he made is fucking sick. Put his face on it. Him wearing the uh, winter hat like half on would be gold. Dude, that that corner. I know I'm back from the Twitter sphere here. Um, that that corner was so good, and like you said, I feel bad because that trade literally just broke. I know. As, as we were about to, like, as we finished talking about everything, about to go to uh, Bobby's corner, but that that's what we do for each other here. You know, we 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 uh, pass the puck around. We make sure everyone gets their touches. <laughs> everyone needs their apples, their cookies, their plus minuses. You pick each other up when you're down. You're having a bad show. So shout out to fucking Bobby Brewski's corner because that was a hell of a fucking episode. I love that one. I love how how much uh, traction he's getting on Twitter. If you don't follow him, what's the handle, Nick? Bobby Brewski, B-O-B-B-I-E-B-R-E-W-S-K-I. If you can't spell, you can spell it out now, baby. Bobby Brewski coming in hot. His 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 uh Bobby Bobby's corner next week is gonna be absolutely fucking electric with this trade deadline and these moves. I can't wait for that one. Oh man, Th- yeah, this next one, he after he gets all this, uh after he told me that he uh, waited to record last night or the other night just in case a trade happened so that he Dude, could like, he break sent it. me the email at three in the morning. I'm like, you sick fuck. But I love it. I love Bobby Brisket. You know what's funny? We're sitting here. We spent the first half of the episode, basically majority of the episode, talking about trade targets, who we want, who should the Bruins go after, but what did- I what like the perfect trades that we would want. And then as we're recording, we find out that Hathaway and Orlev are being scratched tonight for trade reasons. Then snap the fingers are fucking Bruins now. And the best part too, is we all went, huh? Maybe that's, maybe that's somebody they're looking at. Maybe that's somebody that's not on everyone's radar that they're looking at. Talked about it for a bit. Talked about how it'd be a cool situation if it happened. And I don't know, I guess like, dude, that's, I, I love that. What, what are the odds of that? Eh? Yeah, I just I, got a I just got a message from my guy saying, "Hey, fuck." He wants to call me saying that the trade is a lot more complicated than people are making it out to be. But with the salary cap in, like situation, that kind of, we kind of already knew that, right? Yeah, Kevin Weeks is saying that there's picks, money involved, yeah. roster player from the bees. So I, I assume that's Craig Smith is going to be involved. Yeah. So the, I, I I can't wait to see the details on this one, man. I wish it could have been Riley just because then that contract's gone for the upcoming years. But they're going to have to do some so gymnastics. It might be they're... it might be a three way trade. It might be okay. a three way trade. Oh yeah. That's you're get you're probably getting somebody at seventy five percent off. Uh, salary wise or cap wise, sorry, because that's a, that's a combined six point six million between Orlov and Hathaway. Yeah. So, th- how how much did you say? Six point six million. So if you half that, <clears throat> you're looking at three point three 
So you could send Smith, Lauko. I guess if Zaboral's in it, Zaboral, you're already good with the cap rate there. And I think that gets you out of LTIR. But you're definitely paying picks for that, right? Like, you'd think. You yeah. have to, yeah. Yeah. Which, whatever. If it's our first, that's a second. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's... I those it's are like business. Those like, those are like moves that similar moves that kind of like Colorado made last year to get the you know take them, you know kind of put the finishing touches on their team. And I feel like those are right fits. And like those those are two guys that were never even like on the board for us. You know, twenty minutes ago, thirty minutes ago, and here we are fucking talking about them as Boston Bruins players. It's wild. So do you think Donnie said fuck you to the whole Gavrikov chicken situation? And this maybe this is what my guy was talking about by there's something going on no one's talking about and everyone's focused on this thing while Donnie's doing his thing over here fucking cooking. Well, I just love that because I mean it, the bees are notoriously quiet. You don't get leaks from the bees office. You know, it usually comes from the other party. And I and I bet Donnie didn't like the fact that what the the other teams are leveraging the media to try to negotiate. And I just love that this isn't something that's been out and talked about for like weeks. It just came out of nowhere and it was finalized. Yeah. And Washington's notorious for keeping oh, shit fuck. quiet too. Cliffy's yeah. gone. Cliffy's Cliffy? gone. He's a casualty. No way. No way. Yeah. So NRD just said, oh, Panyota said Smith, Clifton, and Zaboral going back to Washington. So it's Holy so shit. that it's Lauco and or sorry, it's Clifton instead of Lauco. Fuck. So Grizzly just became your 6D with Forbert. Okay. And I mean, you're getting Shen then, right? Are we, keep, sense, so right? are we keeping our first round pick? I don't know. But okay, I, here's the thing. I don't here's, think we would keep our first round pick in this. I deal. just I just got a message from my guy saying this opens the door for Barbershop. Bruins pushing hard. Oh my god. Yeah. So if, if, if Barbashev's with, still in the fucking picture, I'm rock fucking hard right now. Problem with Barbashev is St. Louis loves Frederick. I told you that the other day. No, I know he's a St. Louis guy too. It makes sense. I mean, it's fucking and the, roster in, roster out, right? You have to at this point. You just gave up Zaboro. He was your twenty second or yeah, twenty second man. Yeah, he was your twenty second man that was just sitting every night, right? So. Fuck, I don't know if I'd like to give up Freddie for Barbashev for one year, but yeah, if you're going for a, this, kind of seems all in at this point. Because like, like, if the Shen thing's true, and you just picked up, because you're replacing Shen, uh, like with Zaboral, right? As your seventh D, you're shipping off Clifton, bringing in Orlov. I don't know, man. This is this is really interesting. Yeah. I really wanted to, oh, Cliffy, though. I'm a little sad about that, but the price of doing business, I suppose. See, Poor and you know, you know why, too? Washington has no defenseman signed for next year other than John Carlson, and he'll slot in um, as a cheap defensive contract um, and, you know, be a wrecking ball for them. It's pretty much a Hathaway replacement on D. Because they don't have gritty D. Washington does not have a defenseman like Clifton. They're getting pushed around out there. Yeah, no, I I get that. I it's tough to give up a guy like Clifton when you're already thin with right-handed shots. Like that that's the problem too. I and mean, it's not like you have any right-handed shot defensemen in the pipeline really that are looking bright for the future. Not that I know much about some those prospects down there and whatnot, but the fact that Barbashev is still 
potential target. I mean, if you got to give up Frederick, you have to give up Frederick. Uh, it not ideal, but if that's what it's going to take. I mean, it, the thing is, if it's Frederick in a first, like, uh, like that's tough to pull the trigger on for me. But Barbashev is better than Frederick, and he gets you over that hump. I mean, you know, like Frederick has had a career year. He's had a great year, but he's still, I mean, and Barbashev's having an off year this season too, but he still gets you over that hump. He's a big body. Uh, he likes to use the body. He's a physical guy. He'll get dirty. So I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of friggin' like now now like I now I'm convinced the Bruins aren't done yet. I mean, those are two massive pickups. I mean, so I can't it, I can't remember a deal of this magnitude at the deadline for the Beast. Like this is an all in pushing my chips in. Let's get it done. Let's plan the parade route kind of move in my in my perspective. Yeah. Here. When was the last time you saw them trade that many roster players? I, I can't recall like it. Rick I mean, Nash, generally Rick Nash. Rick Nash is the last time I think that's a trade like this happened because we gave up Blexi, which is your Smith. We gave up Lindgren, who is your Zaboral. Um, I'm pretty sure there was another roster player involved to make the cap work. And then your first round pick is probably I, a fourth somewhere. In he, here too. I, I think it, that it's less than that though. I mean, cause at that point Lindgren hadn't played an NHL game yet. So yeah. he was much more of a prospect than than a roster player at that point. So yeah, you legit just took three roster players. I mean, Zaboro Zaboro, but you just took three roster players, and uh, you know, I mean, writing was on the wall for Smith. Writing was on the wall for Smith. Uh, I just, I still think you have a void. So Frederick, I'd imagine Frederick is going to be that right winger on the third line for now. But I imagine. So, wait. If this deal just happened, who's the seven? Who's the sixth defenseman tonight? Yeah, they're probably gonna have to play five <laughs> defensemen. Uh, Although Pierre is not saying anything about Clifton. Uh, did, Pierre LeBron just said Caps are getting picks and Craig Smith in return. I feel like it's maybe because he's not a big name. I know Smith isn't either, but I think he's the biggest. Not biggest. He's the name that's been floated out there a lot. I don't know. That is weird too. This I'm I'm really thinking about this. So unless unless Shen's ready to come play tonight in Van from Vancouver to Seattle and that deal gets done really quick, that but could his, be maybe something that happens. He's about to pop out a kid though, right? I know. That's that's yeah. I, I'm just trying to think here. Like, did they even bring anyone on the trip? I think it might be one of those nights where you play with five defensemen. And you play with uh, uh no, oh no sickle come back in the lineup. He's uh, no, he's not, said he's not playing tonight. He's not. No, he said he could go. He, I yesterday he said something that he's not playing tonight, or he's okay. not. Yesterday he said he's not playing tomorrow night, but possibly Saturday, because it was his first practice back. So I don't know. Now we're kind of just like sitting here waiting for fucking I shit know. to happen. Fuck. Do we? Uh, do we start wrapping this one up and then have Ace back on for the next one and we'll break all this shit down? Yeah, fuck. We might have to get Ace back on. Just because, like, what are the odds, eh? I've been talking about this shit all fucking day and they couldn't make a trade. The second we hit record and Donnie's (laughs) like, oh, Brett, he can't fucking break this shit. I know. Let's let's fucking hold him hostage here. (laughs) Jesus, from the fucking clouds. I mean, there's so many... I I like keep fucking refreshing like this. Yeah, because Good. Kevin Week said for picks, money and players from from their roster, then David Pagnota 
tweeted out Smith, Clifton, Zaboro going back to Washington. Um, and then in Chikrin news, take this as you will, but a source close to the situation that the Ottawa Senators and Arizona Coyotes are no discussing the shit. trade and it is picking up steam. No shit. You said that too earlier. That's awesome, man. What a what a fun episode for our listeners, eh? You know what I mean? Like we just talked about all this shit and then now it's just like rifling out one by one. I'm still confused how they make this work with the roster well, tonight. Caps are getting so yeah, Pierre Lombard and then Darren Drager just said yes, sir. Smith and picks, no other players, of course. We so keep Cliff- Cliffy, let's oh, go. We kept Cliffy. There's right. no way. Yeah, yes, sir. Smith and picks, no other players, according to source. So I'm surprised okay, they wouldn't just take Zaboral, though. Wow. So maybe this is what my buddy meant by this opens the door for Barbashev. He he hasn't gotten the full list of he hasn't got the full trade yet, but he literally just said to me, uh, uh, by the way, this opens the door for Barbashev, I'm hearing. So that would make sense because you could use your other assets that you didn't just trade to go get Barbashev. Yeah, this I, is, that's... This, this is, is... Donnie's just fucking cooking, this is, dude. This, yeah, this is this is quite the ride. This is quite the emotional roller coaster. Here and there's double retention on Orlov's salary slash cap hit okay yeah so there's the three 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 team trade i was talking about there's got to be another team in this yeah and as we're how many picks do you think we lost over under three there's a three team trade i think it's got to be three right i don't think you're you think it includes the first i think man we don't have a second and our first is pretty much a second it only makes sense to me unless somehow donnie pulls it out of his ass and does a third, a fourth, and a fifth, and then Smith. But that just that sounds insane to me. Steen McAvoy, Lindholm, Orlov for your top three defensemen. Like hey, Carlo even, man. Like he's you six know to what midnight, I mean? dude. I, that is a pants tent. Yeah, this is this is quite the roller coaster. <laughs> this oh. is uh and obviously as I mean we're we're going on like an hour and a half right now so it's like yeah live reactions <laughs> yeah and we're just kind of sitting here How, waiting. wait where's washington right now where are they in the like does i guess no why would in we the have world. their fucking i was gonna say why the fuck would we have their schedule up they're supposed <laughs> to be someone tell me where they're, in, like, they're, they're at home. in yeah they're in washington yeah fuck, i was gonna say if they're out on the west coast i know it's funny because they are playing the ducks so 10 I, o'clock, yeah it's a 10 o'clock game tonight, right? Our time, which is like seven their time. Okay, so I, this is this is a better deal. You get to keep Clifton. You kept Lysel. You kept Lori. You kept Harrison. You kept... Fuck NR, NRD, Cliffy Hawking, Washington lasted all of six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to record for like seven hours on Friday next week. So if it's just Smith, then... Yeah, I gotta imagine the first is involved. I mean, those are two. It's it's gotta be. Yeah, those are two key players. Yeah, Ty Anderson saying that Clifton is indeed staying. But that that makes that makes sense though, because now I mean, you got your defenseman for it tonight. It would yeah. you're trading away like was it two year defenseman, and then you you would have had to run with five D tonight. I wonder what that does to the locker room though. I mean, Smitty Smitty, but you do get to keep. Um, oh, this is. 
I mean, at this point, they probably, I mean, the boys, they all understand it's a business and we've got great leadership. I'm not tremendously worried about the impact on the they, locker room. They want to, I think they're glad that Clifton's, they're probably more glad that, I mean, I'm not speaking for them, but I'm imagining that they're probably more glad that Clifton stuck around rather than Smitty. Not, you know, I could be totally wrong, whatever. That's just, he's me. a like, locker room guy. They love yeah. Clifton. Another thing too, to think about. Fuck, I've got so much shit going on. Hold on. Give, <laughs> my give mind's me a brain 2023 second. first, 2025 second, 2024 third round pick and Craig Smith. Okay. Yeah. And then uh-huh. is the third to the for the double retention and the three team trade, or is that nothing like that been announced yet? That hasn't come out yet. So it'll probably be a fourth to like Montreal or some shit. It's yeah. gotta be. The the caps just tweeted the official transaction. Did yeah, they? So they yeah. wasted no time. Shit. Fucking right. right. Okay, well, I mean, at least the second round pick isn't for another two years. <laughs> but that's probably that's probably gonna be a high second round pick at that time. Shit. Who knows? This is fucking wild, dude. What a that is a oh, fantastic Minnesota. trade. Minnesota dude. Oh, I'm luck. Thank God Cliffy didn't go that way. Eh? Billy G loves him. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that was like talked about at least for a little bit. Give yeah, us Minnesota Clifton just and, tweeted that. Yeah, give us Clifton instead of a fourth. Cost a fifth for their attention on Orlov. A f- dude, everyone else has been paying a fourth. Yeah, we they got our twenty twenty three. Oh my fleece goodness, Minnesota, love it. They got our fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So we have no picks for this draft, and I really don't give a shit. We have a third. Uh, we have a third round pick, don't we? As of right now, the sirens uh, just wrote the sirens, dude. Sweet, the he's after <laughs> me. They are. He's after me, dude. Sarah have just tweeted out, just wrote like fifteen hundred words about how the Bruins don't have to trade for Gavrikov. I guess it's technically still accurate, but at what cost? So I guess, I mean, I guess she could still write that up. The All Bruins right, well, don't have a second round pick until 2026 now. <laughs> could, could be worse though. I mean, Panthers don't have a first round pick till what? 20, 2042. Like Dude, it feels like. I'm, wasn't someone saying last year when they traded that they traded like their 2025 or whatever. And they're like, that kid's 12 right now. Like that kid that, that the pick hilarious. would be used on. Yeah. It's like, what are we? And that's the All thing right. too. Like, I want hockey to get more like basketball, where it's like, give them your fucking twenty thirty pick. Let's figure it out later. Like, who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, now that like it's it's a there's a lot lot of moving pieces and a lot just happened in a small amount of time. But before we wrap this up, because we've gone on long enough, and I, I'm sure more info will keep coming out. Yeah, might, I got Barbashev stuff coming in hot right now. We might have to record uh, like two episodes in a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but what are your initial thoughts? How are you guys feeling? I mean, this is an all-in move. You got to imagine, right, fellas? All-in move, a home run move too. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't pay that much. We didn't have to trade um, Lysel or Lori. Um, you got somebody that's putting up comparable advanced statistics to the Chikrins better than Gavrikov. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I I'm taking this trade, you know, 
10 out of 10 times over the Gavrikov move. Or, you know, if 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 it would have been Gavrikov and Roslovic, I think that's how you say his name, I'm still taking this trade over it. Say the price is the same. I mean, I like Roslovic, but I, I just, I think he's, he's a pass first kind of mentality guy. Hathaway's, he'll get his nose dirty. He'll get in there and he's not afraid to shoot. He's not afraid to get physical. He's a big body, he's 6'3". So add some size, add some is, size. Is I love this trade. Is he a face off guy? I know he's left-handed, but I don't know if he's a winger or a center because did he just replaced Nosek and did Nosek become your 13th forward? And maybe uh, that's the, maybe that's the look to go get Barbashev because we're not done. I'll tell you in a second. It's kind of weird seeing the capitals be sellers as we're talking, but I mean, they had, they did just lose what they're on like a five game losing streak. So, um, Hathaway's a winger. Wing, he's a yeah. Winger? That's what he's got really good defensive metrics. All so right. So there, there's go. a great PK guy. Is he left-handed or right? Left, right? Who? Orlov or Hathaway? Uh, Hathaway's left-handed. Okay. Sure. So, He's still looking for that right-handed shot. I mean, Barbashev's not right-handed, but this still leaves plenty of room for Barbashev. I mean, hey, can we the, just it's going to cost you Frederick, but we can talk about that like a different day. Can we just real quick talk about Smitty and him being a fucking soldier for us and, you know, like what a fucking beauty he was for the Bruins, yeah. even though it didn't end up working out in the end. Like, I don't want to see any Smitty fucking slander out there. Should I Should all. I end the episode with goodbye, my lover? Yeah. yeah. A little James Blunt right there. I'll end yeah. the episode like that. But no, he's he's been great since day one as advertised when we got him. Um, He just didn't necessarily fit the system. He kind of lost a step. Uh, but he was great, dude. I, I loved him as a Bruin. I loved the signing. Uh, it's just funny enough. I'll never forget the super Smitty when he fucking picked the puck up behind the net against Washington and fucking put us over to the net, like put us through to the next round. And he fucking just ripped his Jersey. I'll never forget that fucking moment. It was big, big, big moment. No, Smitty's been a dog for us. And, uh, it, it, you know, I feel bad for him. But it's 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 Cap a business. Casualty, he's man. he's still getting paid, yeah. And you know, I'm sure it's he'll a good sign. group of guys in Washington. I've heard, like, yeah, they all really like each other over there. You know, at least he'll finish this. I mean, there's still a, a there's still a good a team. I, yeah, yeah, and they're still a good team. They still have Ovechkin. I mean, they've been battered with fucking injuries this year, but you know, they still got you know. I think Carlson's still out, but or um, but they still got Tommy Wilson. Ovechkin's back. TJ Oshie, Kuznetsov. I mean, they just. What was the last? What was the last time the Bruins picked up a Russian D? That yeah. So the, the last Russian on the roster was Koklachev, and that was like six seasons Jesus. ago. What about that? Remember Mazaros? He played. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was he Russian from Philly? I thought he was Czech. Okay, you're probably right. You're probably right. I just thought maybe with a Z. <laughs> close to the end. Yeah, of his name. He, he was born in Czechoslovakia, so he might be Slovak. Uh, yeah, yeah so, he's Slovak. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, there you go. Whoa, Don yeah. Sweeney. Dude, I, 
what's what's cool is everyone just got a live reaction as much as it's weird for us sitting here like fuck i want to see what's going on i want to get We're in the still mix trying of to it take it all in yeah yeah also it's cool for everyone that's going to be listening tomorrow to be like holy shit this happened when they were recording we're getting live reactions like we're not thinking about this now because we want to gather our thoughts and talk about it another pod but i think this is going to be a really great experience for the listeners yeah and maybe we'll even bang out two episodes next week to try to like fully break down this trade and a potential other trade i i feel like this there i feel like the bruins aren't done but this was definitely a nice move to see the Bruins make. I'm glad they made this move versus Gavrikov. It feels like the right move. It could be a right, the right fit. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's a Sweeney dub. It's a Sweeney dub right now. I would say. Yeah. And it's like we said, uh, it gives me the coil vibes. I know it's different because you're getting a defenseman, but like underrated, uh, good player that, you know, He's getting shipped out at the deadline. That Sweeney, I can't believe he was in on this and got this done for what he did. Probably as soon as he saw them health bomb. So so what did, so we paid pretty much the equivalence of what the Leafs did for Ryan O'Reilly and Achari. It's pretty much almost the exact same deal. Um, For what the rumored price of Gafrikov was, we just got both of those players. Yeah, 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 we just knocked it out of the fucking park. So, uh, like I said, like, I know we're trying to round this up now. Um, my closing notes are fucking hell yeah, Bruins family. This is what's up. This is why we live for this trade deadline shit. We're all having a great time today talking about it. We broke down as much shit as we could for you guys before Donnie said, fuck you guys. Here's a live fucking reaction instead. Uh, we rolled with the punches here. Ace, this was fucking awesome having you on. We're going to have you on for... Uh, the recap episode and or trade, whatever you want to do. This is awesome. Loved having you on. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I don't think I don't what I'm I'm getting text message. Sweetie is not done. So let's keep our eyes peeled. Barbershev watch, baby. But yeah, Ace, <laughs> appreciate you po- uh, hopping on. It's <laughs> that, that this this was a fun one for sure. I mean, yeah. we basically just could throw out the f- whole first half of the fucking episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it we was... just ra- we got radioed by fucking don sweeney yeah fucking piece of shit but hey at the end of the day he made the right move for the bruins and i'm excited to uh see orlev and hathaway pop into the lineup i i wonder when i wonder if they'll even make it out to the west coast or yeah they will yeah we've, we've got a decent little run here and i think i'm could be no, we already had our two days off. So, yeah, you're right. They probably might not jump right into the lineup. Maybe Hathaway doesn't. Um, you know what would Orloff be nice? Because I do want to touch on this real quick before we say our goodbyes. But looking at the roster, I think it's possible that you, you get both those guys into the lineup either probably maybe Monday, uh, get them into Monday, uh, play against the Oilers and have Orlov and Hathaway just fucking ruin the uh, – just fuck up some uh, Oilers players and that Oilers analytic guy make him fucking suck his own dick. Just shove it right up his hoop. I mean, that that would be great because that guy's been on a he's he's someone someone Brad Marchand owns real estate in that guy's head. Um, he's oh, just, yeah, dude. He's just been tweeting about the Bruins non fucking stop and all all because Marchand said like no one would want to take less to stay to live in Edmonton or, you know, go to the all-star game in Edmonton. So 
That yeah, I've never seen somebody act like such a fucking piss baby. Like, dude, holy shit. The craziest yeah. thing, too, is he had all the time in the world to deactivate his fucking account and end this. But instead, he just kept digging deep. It was like, here, dude, here's your shovel. Thanks. We'll just sit here and watch. Like, the, the craziest thing that I thought is what a fucking army we have as a Bruins community. Like, this guy just goes at our fucking king, Brad Marchand, and... The, the pitchforks come out. The angry mob comes out. You got Big Brew and en- Energy just lighting this guy up. I'm on Instagram and I see this shit coming up with screenshots of people chirping this guy. All I got to say to him is Taylor Hall is a Boston Bruin and the cup in 2011 was awesome. I don't care about your lottery winning shenanigans with McDavid and Dreisaito. Yeah, would it be cool to have them? Sure. But that cup in 2011, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, no, 100%. Just great trade. The dawn ain't done. It's uh, it's going to be a fun, exciting week. The next week, I mean, this was an exciting episode. Uh, we're still kind of trying to get a grasp on everything that just happened. So uh, bear with us. Uh, we'll, we'll be a little bit more organized next week, I guess you can say. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Ace, appreciate you hopping on. Brett. I'm sorry that your insider work just kind of went out the window because Don was like, ah, fuck that. At least I got in that message that said there's someone off the table that no one's even talking about. Because then I'm like, okay, yeah, a little bit better. (laughs) I was like, I was waiting for the pitchforks to come out. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. Like I said earlier in the episode. You guys, like, I'm just coming at you with stuff I'm hearing. Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong. We just saw what fucking happened. Things, we, me and Ace were talking about it earlier when Boozy went to go take a piss. Shit changes on the drop of a fly. You know, like, it's this time of year. The LA deal and Chicker deal fell through. Uh, If you want to follow me for more trade-related stuff, I'm hearing about Barbashev and Shen are still huge possibilities. I don't know how. Donnie's cooking. But you can find me over at, I changed my handle. It's at Brett howard underscore that's b-r-e-t-t-h-o-w-a-r-d underscore and ace tell them where they can find you yeah you guys can track me down on twitter it's uh at ace in 603 ace in new hampshire thanks yeah, for having me on guys it was it was great no i appreciate yeah, you popping on man and uh both your twitter handles including mine uh the podcast twitter handle whatever uh they're going to be in the bio for the description uh, or not the bio the description of the podcast so if you guys for some reason can't spell just go check out the uh <laughs> go check out the uh description for the pod both their uh both their handles will be in there i know brett has a new one so if you're gonna try to follow him you're listening to previous episodes and you're catching up now uh there it is but ladies and gentlemen that'll wrap it up for a fun and interesting emotional roller coaster of a podcast only bruins this was fun ace thanks again brett thanks again i appreciate everything you guys brought to the table today it's been fun it's been a blast um looking forward to doing this again with you guys because i feel like we're just not done yet and i feel like we owe it to us us three to have kind of settle settle in take in what happened and break it down a little bit more and who knows maybe next time we talk barbershev will be a boston bruin or someone else will be part of the team maybe something else will happen but don's cooking baby don's cooking but ladies and gentlemen that'll wrap it up to episode for episode 21 we love you all Stay cool, 
Go Bruins. Peace. Go Bees. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. I am a dreamer, and when I wake, you can break my spirit. It's my dreams you take, and as you move on.